I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to Land Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on Twitch. And for some reason, I'm not seeing my whole live screen, not seeing all the chat and all that. So I don't know what's going on here, but if I click that button there, what happens? Oh, yeah, now I have my chat window back. All right, so just like to warn you now, last week I took the week off because... Um, well, my voice was shot to crap because I got the plague. It wasn't COVID. It was not COVID. No, nay, nay. It was not the vid. So I will not be talking about any vid related things that could possibly get me kicked off of YouTube because YouTube is kind of, kind of cranky when it comes to discussing anything vid or jab related. So I will be avoiding that. But if you can't tell from my voice, it is still not 100%. So if I end up hacking and coughing and all that during the show, I apologize now. Um, Before I get into the insanity that has been this week, or the last couple days actually, especially concerning um, all the White House was talking on Af... Oh, pardon me. Talking on Afghanistan. I would like to tell you about coffee. Not just any coffee, but American Pride Roasters. Last week, I had the opportunity to purchase one of the last remaining pounds of American Pride Roasters, George Washington crossing the Delaware. And folks, let me tell you, if Dave cannot get those beans exactly, he has some ideas on some that have a very, very similar flavor profile that I got to tell you. If he gets this other flavor profile, you have to get the George Washington Crossing the Delaware. It is by far one of the best flavors. And yeah, yeah, I have a cough, like actual, like a bun coffee maker. I also happen to have a, uh, a, you know, one of the water dispenser things, the bubblas, as they call them up northeast. It's got the big water bottle. Mine has a Keurig built into it. And I have, the hardest thing I can do is find a pre-ground coffee that when it runs through, gives good flavor without all the sediment. Now, Dave, he's a big fan of the French press, so he's used to the sediment. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I went like a medium coarse grind on this coffee, and you get good flavor, and not quite so much of the sediment that you get with the finer grinds, but... That's neither here nor there, but it's just a great coffee. Check it out while they still have it in stock. And keep an eye out just in case they uh, they get those other beans that gives a similar flavor and he can bring back that actual coffee. Check them out. Their new website is up and running, aprcoffee.com. Check out all the flavors. If you like the flavored coffees, that you know, the... Was it like a blueberry donut flavor? The, the, the Hamilton Burr. You, I'm not a big dessert coffee guy, but hey, I'd be willing to try that for some, you know, for something special. Or maybe you like just a, a straight coffee flavor without the uh, the additional flavors added to it. Check out some of the traditional flavors there as well. Check it out, American Pride Roasters. Historically great coffee. All right, so getting back into the swing of things, let me tell you, it in the, what, two and a half years since the failed Afghan pullout, 
We are finally getting, I say two and a half years, 2020, yeah, it's August 2021. Okay, year and a half, 18 or so months since the failed Afghanistan pullout in August of 2021. There has finally been an after-action review that was released and was shared with shared with the media by John Kirby. And it was as big a disaster as the Afghan pullout itself. It boiled down to, well, it was Donald Trump's fault. It boiled down to, he left us in a bad situation. We did the best we could. But it, it was totally not our fault that anything bad happened. I'm, I'm sorry, but if you are the guy in the White House, there may be plans from the previous administration. The first thing that Joe Biden did on day one was go through executive orders, canceling crap Donald Trump put in via executive fiat. Why was Joe Biden incapable of drawing in his military advisors, whether it be Mark Milley, whether it be the rest of the chiefs of staff, whether it be CENTCOM, and say, all right, What President Trump was working on, is this feasible? Where are we at with it? And do what he has to, to adjust fire. To either A, make it more feasible, or B, roll it back to where, you know, if they think it's going too fast, they can can spare a lot of the bull crap that happened. No, he, he didn't do that. Joe Biden wanted to be the president who ended the Afghan war after 20 years, 20 years of conflict. And we want it done by September 11th. Because what better way to signify our resolve to ending terrorism in that crap hole of a country than ending it on the day that some dirty Saud holed up in the mountains of Afghanistan coordinated a direct attack against, you know, the you know, the representation of our economy. What could be what could be more you know symbolic of America in the world's economy than the world trade center attacking the the epitome of our military prowess by attacking the pentagon and god knows where the other plane would have gone flight 93 had it not been taken down by the brave men brave men and women on that plane who fought back Joe Biden wanted to, that's how he wanted to be remembered, the guy who ended it. But as this report came out, and like I said, it's just basically, well, Donald Trump's fault. He he started these machinations. But the executive in office who could have said, okay, well, we want, to, we want to slow our roll on this a bit. We want to make sure that we're doing the exact right thing, that we're not just rushing to failure. Proceeded to rush to freaking failure. So John Kirby came out with his 12-page AAR, his after-action review. And we got such great lines as, well, intelligence is hard. Because, you know, the intelligence that said there's no way that Afghanistan could fall in 72 hours. The Taliban's not that strong, but Kabul fell in 72 hours. This is the same intelligence intelligence that said, hey, on Wednesday, 
February 21st at 2.30 p.m., Russia is going to roll into Afghanistan in a full-scale invasion. And somehow they were off by 15 minutes. How do you turn your intelligence around in the course of a year to where... Ah, they'll, they'll, they'll never take over. Yeah, it'll take them weeks to fight their way to Kabul and take over the country and the city. You go from that to being within minutes of when Russia's going to invade. It, it, it honestly makes zero sense to me, and... Seeing some of the stuff that they were doing trying to, uh, you know, cover their own butts has just been ridiculous. Uh, let's pull us up here. Maybe. All right. On Afghanistan, this document uh, says there were there was no such plans uh, for withdrawal uh, in place when President Biden came into office. Uh, no plans were shared during the transition. Were there any attempts to speak with uh, former Trump officials about whether there were plans? And does the lack of, of plans in place indicate that they deliberately, uh, they deliberately sabotaged the incoming administration by, by not continuing to plan, uh, dropping plans that were in place uh, or they might have been working on? Or did, is there a possibility that they didn't intend on uh, following through with the agreement that the former president made to be out by May. I can't speak for leaders in the previous administration, and I, I, I certainly can't speak for whatever plans they did or did not draw up. I can tell you with confidence that the transition team of the incoming administration asked repeatedly to see plans for withdrawal, for retrograde, as we say it in the military, uh, for the special immigrant visa program, for the turnover of equipment. All right. So, all right. So here we have knucklehead who he still gets tried out as admiral. Okay. John Kirby. I hate to tell you this. Corinne Jean-Pierre. I hate to tell you this. He's not a freaking admiral anymore. He is retired. And Looking through uh, a lot of his military history, it looks like his entire career is this right here, what he's doing at the White House. It is public affairs. He made a, what, 86 to 2015, a 30-year career out of being a mouthpiece whether it was, you know, for a command group, whether it was for, you know, lower units, whether it was for DOD and, and all these positions of being a professional mouthpiece. But he, he acts and he speaks with the authority that, well, I was an admiral, blah, blah, blah. Dude, you don't know anything about leadership. You don't understand really what's going on. Sure, you had the security clearance because you had access to admirals. You had access to generals and everything else at, you know, as being a, the first military DOT spokesperson, the actual wearing a uniform. But you just had this pompous, ridiculous attitude that, well, you know, we, we, we call it retrograde. Your retrograde sucked. And I guarantee you, you could have gotten the retrograde plans, especially after your boss, you know, Joe Biden, had been inaugurated because he goes to the Pentagon and he goes, all right, I'm getting started on this whole Afghan withdrawal thing. Show me the plans. I'm the boss. I get to see them. Every freaking time. 
It always comes down to, well, it's Donald Trump. It's Donald Trump's fault. Oh, shut up. And, and bases to the Afghan National Security Defense Forces. And as I said in my opening statement, none were forthcoming. It wasn't for lack of trying. They weren't, they weren't sharing. And so one of the reasons why, to Kristen's earlier question about the length of time that it took to conduct a review was because we were almost starting from scratch. There was no, there was no visibility into what they had done. In fact, we spent quite a bit of time after coming into office, and I remember this quite clearly, trying to get our hands around the Doha agreement and really understanding all its articles and, and what it meant and how it was being interpreted by the Taliban. There just wasn't any of that fingertip feel or, gran or granular awareness that we had. The sitting administration can access documents from the prior administration. Uh, was there any attempt to find out if, if they even started to plan? What was there ever there a plan? There were multiple attempts to try to gain uh, insight as to into what the, the previous, uh, bless you, what the previous team um, had been doing. And as I said earlier, and as is indicated in that document, none of yeah, the so again. It's not, oh my goodness, sometimes this stuff just totally messes with me. As the reporter pointed out, the sitting administration can go and pull that information. They can request that. And then he just sits and just, well, well, no. If you didn't have the information, it is not because of anything the, the Trump administration didn't do. It's because you and the administration you work for did not seek it. The, the whole idea that we're not at fault because we couldn't find the information, oh my gosh, if... When I was in the military and I tried that, well, I'm, I'm sorry, Sergeant, but I couldn't get that information. Well, did you ask? Did you Google it? Did you do X, Y, and Z? Um, no. Well, then I don't want to hear about your failures. That's what this is coming down to. It is we didn't execute. We improvised. And it all fell apart. It's all on us. But we're just going to continue to blame that guy over there because it's easier than saying we screwed up. At least, you know, thank God Peter Ducey has his seat in the front row where he can ask all the good questions. Thanks, John. Who's going to get fired over this? Peter, the purpose of the document that we're putting out today uh, is to sort of collate the chief reviews and findings of the agencies that did after-action reviews. Um, uh, the, the, it, it's not the, the purpose of it is not accountability. It's the purpose of it is military leaders. Purpose of advice. it is Doesn't to study like lesson learned. You admit that the intel was bad. So how can President Biden ever trust when they come into the Oval Office with the PDB that anything in there is legit? What I said was that intelligence is a mosaic. What if the mosaic, all the pieces are. All right. All right. So this is probably one of the biggest hangups I have about all of this. The purpose of this after action review was not accountability. Then what the then what was it for? Because I will tell you right now, if a junior level commander, I'm talking a company grade officer, a company commander, a platoon leader, if one of them has an epic screw up that costs lives because of their ineptitude and not even ineptitude just it was a decision made in the heat of battle that was questionable even if they didn't technically do anything wrong you can expect a relief 
for cause officer evaluation report within 48 hours. The same would go for a senior level non-commissioned officer. As As an E5, as a sergeant, as a team leader, or as a squad leader, if I screwed up so epically that they could not trust me to lead a squad or a fire team, or even to command a striker, they would give me a relief for cause pretty much on the spot. That is the point of after-action reviews. What did we do wrong? How can we make it better? How can we prevent this kind of stuff from happening again? And then move forward. And if, if, in that after-action review, it comes out that this was a colossal screw-up because of X, Y, and Z, because some officer, some NCO, did not execute to the best of their ability, and they were a disgrace to their name and to their freaking uniform, fire their asses. Lloyd Austin should not still be sitting at the Pentagon as the Secretary of Defense. He should be gone. To that 82nd Airborne Colonel who shut off all the gates and made getting American citizens, made getting SIV holders, people who we promised to take care of, That guy, that guy should have been fired. But no one will be. Hell, if anything, you're going to have a bunch of uh, field-grade officers who get promoted. You're going to have flag officers who get promoted. You're going to have flag officers looking to retire who get some really, really nice contracting jobs or appointments within the administration because that's what happens with A lot of these people in the military, the biggest screw-ups in the military always lead to somebody failing up. That's that's the only way to describe it. And then when Peter Ducey rightly points out, you said the intelligence was hard. You said it was bad. You said it was a mosaic. He's going to go on. He's going to defend. You just don't understand because you're a peon. Are incorrect. What I said was intelligence is hard business, and they get it right a lot too. Um, there were some pieces here that weren't accurate, and we're being nothing but honest with you and the American people about what those inaccuracies were and how they shaped some of the decision making that was laid before the president and, and his and the questions that he that he asked. This document and this effort it isn't about accountability today. It's about understanding. And I would also add that the, as I said to Ed, the review process isn't over. This is this is the next muscle movement in what will be a long process to better understand and comprehend and adjust to what we learned and what we did in Afghanistan. But- it doesn't seem like after the country has had a couple months to review this, and as the government has, people don't have an issue with the decision to order troops out of Afghanistan. It is with the way that this president ordered it done. There were children being killed. There were people hanging off of Air Force jets that were leaving. And you're saying that you guys are proud of the way that this mission was conducted? Does it mean of that? Proud of the fact that we got more than 124,000 people safely out of Afghanistan? You bet. Proud of the fact that American troops were able to seize control of a defunct airport and get it operational in 48 hours? All right, I'm, I'm going to take pause with this right here and probably going to end up clipping this, putting it on the internet, and tagging his retarded ass. Because a defunct airport? Really? A defunct airport. John Kirby. Kaya was a defunct airport. That's the reason why I spent nine months at Kaya. Working security for the special mission wing from SOCOM, you know, Special Operations Command. The guys, the men and women, the military people, the civilians who were training Afghan Air Force 
to to fly the PC-12 spy planes who were training the Afghan Air Force to fly the MI-17 helicopters. I watched jet airliners, 747s, 757s, 767s, 737s coming in all day, every day, aircraft of various size. And you're going to tell me that was a defunct airport? They took control of it in 48 hours? No, they didn't take control of it. They've had control of it for 20 years. And you're going to act like this was some great big power play by the military that they took control of something they already had control over. And I'm sorry, you want to talk about the U.S. government getting uh, over 100,000 refugees out of Afghanistan? The reason that happened is not because of the federal government. It happened in spite of the federal government, the State Department, working their asses off to hamstring every last person who was over there. Operation Pineapple, uh, Save Our Allies, guys like Chad Robichaud and uh, Tim Kennedy, putting themselves in harm's way to get U.S. citizens, SIV holders, people who had every right to go back to the United States, your State Department, the State Department headed up by none other than the Chief Executive, Joe Biden. The State Department put every freaking roadblock they could think of in the way. You don't believe me? Go back and you can find Glenn Beck's uh, back episodes talking about how badly the State Department got in the way of trying to save human lives. And I have no clue what's going on here. Uh, apparently my screen cap, screen cap, <laughs> the uh, screen cap has decided that it wants to freeze up. So I'm just going to minimize that and listen for it to start speaking in my ears. It, it's ridiculous to think that these guys who have been so high and mighty about how good and great and awesome this muscle movement was as he likes to say. It's amazing how ridiculous that they just sit and sniff their own farts and enjoy the smell. But to come out and say that we did such a great job, even though it cost 13 Marines their lives, we gave up a strategic strong point with Bagram, where we could have had better access control. We could have probably had a much easier time getting civilians that are trying to escape into that, into that facility. No. No. You bet. Proud of the fact that... We- oh, yeah. Now he decides he wants to start yelling in my ears. We now have about 100,000 Afghans, our former allies and partners living in this country and working towards citizenship. You bet. Does that mean that everything went perfect in that evacuation? Of course not. I've talked about it from a, di- a different podium. The after action reviews are now being reviewed by members of Congress, which will lay out things that could have gone better. Nobody's saying that everything was perfect, but there was a lot that went right. And a lot of Afghans are now living better lives in this country and other countries. 
Oh, yeah, this is turning to a crap show. Because of the sacrifices and the work of so many American government officials. So, yeah, there's a lot to be proud of, Peter. All right, so I ain't going to be able to run the rest of that because uh, apparently it's drawing too much interwebs to be able to make all that work the right way. So I'm going to take a quick break, and I will be right back. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, so getting back into the uh, thick of things there. There was another clip that I was going to play, but unfortunately, trying to stream and have YouTube going on another screen for the screen capture to get, it's not working out so well, so I'm not going to play this last bit, but I think it really showed the way a lot of people like John Kirby view guys like me who were on the ground ready to go, ready to fight, ready to serve their country. And it's absolutely appalling. But first, let me talk to you about beard oils. Yes, that's right. For those of you who are watching on YouTube or Rumble or watching the live stream, I have a glorious, glorious mustache. And I keep my mustache in good health and repair with Blue Collar Beardsman. Uh, Blue Collar Beardsman is a small family-owned operation that worked for two years to develop the perfect recipe for their beard oils. Not just grabbing some argan oil, uh, putting some, putting some scent in it, and calling it a day. No. They went and they found the right blend of oils, rice hull oil. I believe argan oil is one of the oils in it. Uh, Coconut oil, I believe, as well. But they've put such effort into this to get just that right blend and just perfect sense. Right now, I have the rise and grind, so... As I take a deep breath, it smells like coffee with hints of vanilla. Like I said, it's one of those things that if you grow a mustache, it's itchy. You try growing a beard out, it gets itchy and it's dry and it's brittle. You need something to help take care of it. Just like, you know, if you have great hair, you don't just, you know, wash your hair and hope everything goes well. You, You condition it. You take care of it. Same thing goes with your beard and your facial hair. So check out bluecollarbeardsman.com. Check out their lineup of amazing handcrafted beard oils. Check them out today, bluecollarbeardsman.com. All right. So in the last clip that I was going to play, John Kirby almost said what he really thinks out loud. Uh, He went on to say, you know, when asked about, you know, what about soldiers 
and our servicemen and women who went over there who feel like everything they did was for naught, that it, that it was in vain. And he almost came out and said, well, they should be happy that they serve their country. Like, it's our privilege to serve at their behest. Now, don't get me wrong. There's absolutely no right to serve in the military. That's the reason why they have recruiting standards. That's the reason why they have continuing service standards. That's the reason why if you join the military and you get too fat and you will not lose the weight or you cannot lose the weight, they kick you out. If you cannot pass your physical fitness exams, they kick you out. If you don't have the proper administrative stuff taken care of, if you are a single parent and you do not have a family care plan, guess what? The Army will give you a Chapter 5 separation and you will be removed from the rolls and you'll be given an honorable discharge from the military. Thank you for your service. We're sorry that you cannot... You can't get a plan in place to make sure your kid or kids are taken care of. There is no right to serve the country. It is a privilege. It is a great privilege, but not for the privilege that John Kirby thinks it should be. John Kirby thinks that for those of us who suit up, who go out there on the front lines, get shot at, get blown up, patch our buddies back together, the the guy, the military police who have the unenviable job of ensuring order and discipline is, is enforced on our bases at home and abroad. He thinks that we should go on bended knee and thank them for the opportunity to have served. I am 100% proud of my service in Afghanistan for two deployments my deployment to Iraq in 2003. Nothing will ever take that away from me. But when I watch what happened with the complete failure in Afghanistan and the Taliban that people like me, people like my brother, people like so many of my friends went and put their asses on the line for to watch that to watch the capital of the city fall in a matter of days when you have helicopters landing at the embassy and flying to flying to Kaya to the airport looking like the fall of Saigon in 1973 And you're going to say that, well, you should just be proud that you're over there. No, there, there's there's a point that they were making, John Kirby. I shouldn't just be proud that you, as the benevolent government, gave me the opportunity to risk my life to fight in a country that nobody gives a crap about. To fight for a country that half its people don't give a crap about. People act like Afghanistan has this national identity. They don't. It is a tribal society. The Uzbeks are the Uzbeks. The Pashtu are the Pashtu. The Daris are the Dari. They don't have a national identity. They have a tribal identity. And when it went from go in, find Osama, kill him, to let's build a nation in our image because we're the God of nations and we build everything in our image just like God. When it went from one to the other, that is where it fell apart. That's where it fell apart in Iraq. That's where building nations never goes well. And uh, John Kirby did talk about mission creep over the different administrations from George Bush sending us in to kill Osama. And then during the Bush administration, it turned into nation building. 
God bless progressive Republicans. They're just as bad as as progressive Republic as progressive Democrats. Except they lie to your face and they tell you they love you, while secretly they're jabbing you with a freaking voodoo doll. But to say that I shouldn't feel like I've been betrayed by my country because I had the pleasure of serving while you sat in a nice, relaxing, air-conditioned office at the Pentagon or wherever you happened to be stationed in 2011 or wherever you happened to be as a government stooge, as a retiree in 2016-2017. Don't act like I owe you a damn thing or that any of my brothers and sisters in arms owe you a damn thing, John Kirby. What you need to do is you go walk your happy ass across the Potomac. You go to Arlington and you look at those headstones. Those are men who were drafted into a war that no one wanted to fight. Those are men who volunteered for wars that nobody wanted to fight. Those are men and women who believed so much in what this country stands for, they enlisted. Those are the gods amongst men. And you're just going to sit there at a podium in the White House and act like we should be thanking you for the privilege that those young men and women buried at Arlington, buried at the Fort Leonard Wood Veterans Cemetery, all around the world, at beaches beaches in France, at points unknown in the Pacific Islands that we should be thanking you and the people like you for that opportunity to be a number in a freaking plot at a federal cemetery. This administration has zero respect for the military. I know that. Because Joe Biden was on camera five times at he was on five times on camera five times at Dover when the families of those fallen Marines welcomed their sons, their daughters brothers, sisters, moms, and dads, they welcome them home for a hero's funeral. And Joe Biden, check my watch, five times. Those Marines deserve nothing, absolutely nothing. but the utmost respect and honor. And you, the President of the United States of America, can't even afford to give them the time to be brought off the airplane, return to their families, and be taken home without checking your damn watch. One of the mothers... Well, at the reception in which Joe Biden went to, she was approached by by Mr. President himself, and she was talking about her son. And Joe Biden decides he's going to make it all about Bo. Now, do I know for sure that Bo Biden's uh, glioblastoma, the, the brain cancer that killed him, do I know for a fact that it wasn't? as a result of burn pits from his one deployment to either Iraq or Afghanistan. I really don't know, really don't care. 
No, I, I can't say that. I cannot say that was not. I cannot say that wasn't a service-connected cancer. And I'm not going to say that wasn't because I don't know. But when your son had been dead for years, when you could stay with him at the hospital, when you were with him when he was on his deathbed, and you're going to take a mother's grief, and you're going to push that aside so you can aggrandize yourself, and you can make you can make her grief about you. Now, you have zero cares that that about Bo's Navy service. You re, you really don't, Mister President. As long as it makes you look good, as long as it gives you a card that you can play. Kind of like the the guys you see on TV who are former military and they hold that above everybody's heads. Well, I was in the military. You can't talk to me that way. Well, I was in the military too, and I will talk to you that way. You're no better than someone who sits in their uniform and uses their position in the military to tell a civilian journalist who never served that they don't have a right to comment on the military because they didn't serve. I call that hindlining. Because, believe it or not, that is, the an, that is the complete and total antithesis of what Robert Heinlein believed. Robert Heinlein would have loved to watch Tucker Carlson ripping uh, Space Command or the uh, Marine Commandant for space operations, whatever his role was, when that guy got his panties in a twist, that Tucker Carlson, a lowly civilian, would dare question someone in the military. How dare he? A civilian. You don't know what it means to serve. Well, if you're lording your rank and your position over a civilian, I am fairly safe to assume that you have no clue what it means to serve either. The last few days seeing all of this and all the talk about what went down with this uh, after-action review that will now go to Congress, which I hope to God the Republicans can Congress actually hold people's feet to the fire over it. I don't have a lot of faith. But hopefully, once it goes to Congress, this review, this full review, is made public. And every freaking clown from on-the-ground commander at the airport all the way up to Lloyd Austin loses their freaking jobs. But unfortunately, that could happen. And they've been in long enough that they'll catch a mandatory retirement and they will have their benefits for the rest of their lives. And are they really punished other than they, they lost their job but get to keep their benefits? No. At the end of the day, someone may be held accountable for what happened in Afghanistan and that horrible, horrible crap show of a withdrawal. Unfortunately, those people who are held accountable, they're not going to be punished. They'll just fail up. All right, that's going to wrap it up 
for tonight. Thank you again for those of you who joined me live on the Twitches. If you're listening to me on YouTube or watching me on YouTube, again, I apologize about the voice. Been sick for the last week or so, and while steroids, antibiotics, and mucinex have been great, not quite there yet, so thanks for uh, sticking it out with me this week. Last last week, there was no talking. Was not going to happen. Um, thank you so much. Uh, remember, if you're watching this on YouTube, somewhere down there, there's a subscribe button. Please hit that. Same thing over on the Rumbles. Subscribe. Hit the bell to get notifications whenever these uh, wonderful, wonderful little snippets get released. So uh, you can go back and you can watch it. You know, oh, crap. I missed it. I just want to look at the glorious mustache. Look at that. It's glorious. Unfortunately, I don't have the sideways growing hairs that makes a really nice handlebar mustache. So do the uh, do the Machiavellian mustache twirling as I try to machinate the machinations. But again, thank you so much. If you're listening to this on the podcast, if you're a first-time listener, please, please, I'm asking nicely, please. I, I, I'd let you have my last drink of bourbon, but the glass is empty. But please hit the subscribe button or follow whatever your podcast platform does. Once you've done that, please rate this. Five stars, all except four. Three and below, we need to talk. Hit me up on Twitter, at fake Tyler Morgan, and you can, uh, my DMs are open. You can say, hey, here's why I didn't give you four or five stars. Once you have rated it, please write a review, and then once you have said something nice, or if you're going to say something mean, be pithy about it. I enjoy a good, I enjoy a good pithy insult or a constructive criticism. I'll accept either of those any way that I can either laugh at myself or make myself better. I need you to help me out with that. Again, thank you so very much for listening. Oh, and once you have subscribed, rated, reviewed, please share. Send this to someone who you think will absolutely love it. Send it to someone who you think will absolutely hate it. I really don't care. If they hate it and it annoys them, I'm glad to help you out. You're awesome. Again, thank you so much for listening, and as always, stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there, or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1.7